holy city, his everlasting home, a band of holy angels all gathered round God's throne. They bore him on their pinions, safe for the dashing foam, and they shouted hallelujah, deliverance had come. Oh, palms of victory crowns of glory, palms of victory I shall wear, then palms of victory crowns of glory, palms of victory I shall wear. Amen. I'm going to believe that. I'm mean, looking forward to that day. Amen. Amen. Let's bow and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this evening once again, Lord. But I want to thank you that this morning, truly, you came by your way, Lord, and you spoke to us, Lord. Father, you spoke personally to me, Lord, and I thank you for it, O oh God. And Father, we pray, Lord, that once again, as we've got it this evening, Lord, we're just longing for you, Lord God. You come by once again, Lord, and you minister to our souls, Lord. The Father, you take control, Lord God. Take control, of Father, Lord, of the speaker, Lord. Take control, of Father, of the hearers, O God. Father, Lord, you move in the spirit the way you want to move, O God. We just surrender you ourselves to you, O Lord. Do what is pleasing to you, O Father, Lord God. Lord, Lord, help us to get ourselves out of the way, our minds out of the way, our, our thoughts out of the way, Lord, all that we are out of the way, O Lord, and let you be God, O Lord, in the service of God. Lord, we pray even those at home, O Lord, may you bless them, O God, may your spirit move among them also, we pray, O Lord. Father, we just want to surrender ourselves to you, Lord, we want to give all that we are unto you, O God. We thank you for the song service, Lord, we thank you for the specials, Lord. Father, we pray, O Lord, may you bless us now, O God. May your name be glorified, O Lord. We know you're already here, O God. So we pray, Lord, may you continue to move, O Lord God, and may you speak to us, O Lord. We surrender all to your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. We sure enjoyed the service this morning, really. Well, this spoke to him. It's just been a blessing, the way the Lord. The Lord has just been moving now. I can think even back to, you know, Brother Moses was speaking on the mechanics and oh my, how great that was and the young people right after that and, you know, we're really great, grateful to the Lord for what he's done, amen. We really love him and we really thank him for it, amen. Well, this evening we want to turn our Bibles to the book of Ecclesiastes. Amen, I want to read from Ecclesiastes 3, from 1 to 8, Amen. Scripture that we all know. Amen. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build. To build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Oh, it looks like the time we're living in now. <laughs> refrain from embracing. <laughs> oh my. A time to get and a time to lose, 
a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rant and a time to sue, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time to war and a time of peace. May the Lord add his blessing to this word. You might have your seat. We sure might not be able to get through all these times, but we'll see how the Lord will lead. Amen. I titled this evening, we're taking it from the first verse. I want to speak on a season and a time. Amen. A season and a time. Amen. To everything there is a season, and to everything there is a time, Solomon will say. To every purpose that is under the heaven, and both in the natural and in the spiritual, we are living in a dispensation of time. Amen. In the natural and the spiritual, we're living in a dispensation of time. And in this dispensation of time, there are seasons in this dispensation of time that we're living in. And a season will refer to, you know, a period of time. Wester will talk about it and he will say, a time characterized by a particular circumstance or feature. So what makes a season is because in that period of time, something happens in that season. And that makes it a season. It's something that could reoccur and so forth. Amen. And we know that we are living in the season of the last church age. We're living in the end time. Amen. And we know that we're living in a time where, you know, the mysteries have been revealed unto us. And the book has been opened unto us. Amen. And we are living in a time that we are, we are under expectation and we're waiting for a body change. Amen. We're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for a time that, you know, these bodies are going to take up, you know, in corruption. Amen. But we don't exactly know when that time will be. But we believe in and we are under expectation that one day there is coming a moment that these bodies are going to change. Amen. So in every season, as we see, there is a moment in a season that something happens. And we can bring it all the way down to the natural. And, and we can see the season that we are in now, which is the spring season. Amen. And we'll look at the spring season that we are in now. And, and you know, the spring season is known to be the season that is bridging between the winter and the summer. It's acting as a bridge between the two. Amen. And we know this is the season as well that different things happen. And one of the things that happen in the season is that this is the season where animals such as lambs will be born and, and so, so forth. Amen. And we know that the birth of Jesus itself must have been around this time. Amen. Because he was the Lamb of God. Amen. And in the season, there are different times in the season. If we're looking at the season of spring, there is a time in the season that the temperature starts to rise up. There is a time in the season that the trees start to grow its leaves again. There is a time in the season that the flowers start to blossom. Amen. Why is all this happening? Because there is a season of life that is about, that is about approaching. There is a season of life that is about to break out. And the season of life that is about to break out is the summer season. And when the summer season comes, the tree reaches its full potential. 
When the summer season comes, the, the, the flowers get to its full beauty. Amen. And when that season is coming, there is nothing that is going to be able to stop that season. Amen. See, the clouds won't be able to stop that season. The rain won't be able to stop that season. You see, the storm won't be able to stop that season. Why? Because it is bound to happen. Because it is in the plan of God for this moment of time that we are living in. So nothing can change in that season. Those things must come to pass. The time is at hand, Chicago, 1956, Brother Branham will speak. And he said, now there is time for all things. And he said, that's an old American slogan, and it's true. There's times when you have to break your grounds and plant your crop. There are times that you have to sow your seed. Then there's time that you reap your seed. There's times that nation has to begin. There's times that nations has to end. You understand, and Christian friend, I believe that we are living in the end time. That when all things that was written in the Bible, it's time now that all these things to come to pass. And I believe that the very thing that we see happening now is just, is just exactly in season with the word of God. Amen. See, friends, we're living now in a time that every promise that's been written in the word must come to pass. Amen. As we heard from last time that we were speaking, that God is not making promises anymore, but he is fulfilling promises. Amen. All those things that are written must come to pass. Amen. This is the season that God's word must be fulfilled. Amen. Something has got to change. And we'll know that as the natural, as the natural, the spiritual types, the natural. Amen. And we know that we're living in a spiritual season that is bridging us into eternal life. It is a season that is bridging us into eternal life. And it is a season in which God is taking preeminence in his people. It is a season in which God is bringing his people into their position. It is a season in which God is restoring everything that has been lost. That is the season that we're living in. But before the season came, before the fall on the Garden of Eden, God had already ordained and had already known that this moment was going to come. He already knew that there was going to come a time that him and man were going to be united again. And this anointing was going to happen in no other way but by the revelation of the word to his bride. That was the way that the anointing was going to happen. And God having that in mind, what did he do? He made sure that when the season came, there was a messenger. He made sure that when the season came, there was a message that would bring the revelation of the word. He made sure that when the season came, there were a people that would catch the revelation of that word. See, because revelation is very important. Brother Branham will speak about it in the church ages. And he said, the time is at hand. And he said, church ages, page 16, paragraph 3, he says, the time was not at hand previously. In the wisdom and economy of God, this, this mighty revelation, though fully known of God, could not come forth hitherto. Thus, we immediately learn a principle. The revelation of God for each age can come in that, in that age only. 
and at a specific time. He says, look at the history of Israel. The revelation of God to Moses came only at a specific time of history. And even more specifically, it came as the people cried unto God. Jesus himself came at the fullness of time. He being the complete revelation of the Godhead. And in this age, Laodicean, the revelation of God will come in its due time. It will not falter. Neither will it be premature. It said, think on this and heed it well. For we are in the end time today. Amen. And I believe that we are living in a time that the church, the true church, has come to a place to cast the revelation of what she is and what she stands for. Because you see, before she can do the greater work, and before she can be an invincible army, she must know what she is and what she stands for. Amen. She must recognize that she is not just on the earth just to make a number, to make a population on the world. But she's here for a purpose. She is here as an attribute of God. She is here as something that was part of him. Something that he taught off before the foundation of the world. And now has been expressed. And what has been expressed is now put on flesh. And that is you sitting here. Right now in you, there is deity dwelling in you. There is God that is dwelling and living in you. And in other words, to do the greater works, in other words, to be that invincible army, there must come a realization, a revelation of what you really are, and stand on that. That is the only thing that will bring the greater works. That is the only thing that will bring an invincible army. Amen. Therefore, there must come a season. There must come a time in the season that God becomes real to you. That God becomes a reality to you. That you receive a real, genuine, new birth. That time must come in the season that we're living in. There is no way we can do away with that. It must become a reality, not a reality to the preacher. Not a reality to mom and dad. Not a reality to just, you know, the office or wherever is here. But it must be a reality to you and I. Amen. It must become a reality. Amen. We're just laying a foundation. Amen. I am not a teacher at all. I don't know why the Lord has laid him in this way. Oh, yesterday I saw much struggle to put all this together. It's like, Lord, I don't know how to do this. But we're just trusting in him. Amen. 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 See, the most common time that he becomes real to you. See, we've been through the season of planting. We've been through the planting season and, and you, know, the, you know, the former rain season. See, we have, heard, we have heard that God is a healer. We have heard that God is a savior. We have heard that God filled with the Holy Ghost. But you see, if we just live it there, it'll be an intellectual talk. But you see, there must come a time that that which has been planted must be harvested. 
See, that which has been planted cannot stay that way. There must come a time that it must be harvested. And the harvest can only come with the rain and the sunshine. See, the harvest cannot come without the rain and without the sunshine. You see, the harvest cannot come. The seed that has been planted in you cannot be manifested without the anointing and without the word. If you have just the anointing without the word, there is no fruit coming out of it. If you just have the word without the anointing, there is no fruit coming out of it. But when the anointing and the word comes together, then something is bound to happen. It's just like wine, the oil and the wine. When they mixed together, something is bound to happen. Something is bound to happen when the two come together. It's going to produce the life that was in the original seed. It can't produce anything else. It's going to produce the life of overcoming. It's going to produce the life of victory. It's going to produce the life of faith. Amen. That is what it's supposed to bring forth. But you see, the anointing can only come in the right atmosphere. The anointing cannot come in the wrong atmosphere. You remember, I think it must have been Elijah. You know why it must have been Elijah when I think Ahab and Jehoshaphat showed up. And he wasn't pleased with Ahab. And you know, he was all frustrated with Ahab. But then, you know what happened? He asked for a minstrel to be played, for the atmosphere to be changed, in order for him to come into that anointing to be able to speak the word. And you see, many a times we may come to church and we may sit in a service or you may listen to a tape or you may take your word and you may read it. But you see, you must live in that, in that anointing. You must live in that presence. You must create an atmosphere around you for the word that you've received because the word that you receive is the seed. But you see, you got to water that seed. And the way to water the seed is for you to create an atmosphere for that seed to come forth. You ought to water it and you water it a word. But you see, if you don't and you just go home and you lay that word aside and, and you know, you get yourself in a certain atmosphere, there is nothing that's going to take place. That seed will lay there and it will die. It will never become a reality to you. But there is something very important and it's revelation. You see, when you receive the word, until it's revealed to you, you can't do anything with it. If the word just stays in your mind, it can never help you. But that word must be revealed to you. It must become a reality in you in order for it to bring forth its fruits. How many times we receive the word and we just go home and get ourselves caught up with this and with that and we forget to obey what was spoken. And we leave it all aside. We say we want to receive the Holy Ghost and we come on a service and the Lord speaks to us and, and there's such an atmosphere and the Lord moves on our heart and we go back home and we get ourselves in the wrong atmosphere. There is no way that what you receive in that service is going to bring forth its fruits. Amen. Brother Branham will speak again in the church age book. Page 16, paragraph 2, it says, It's the revelation of God that will give you authority over the devil. I want to read that again. It said, It's the revelation of God that will give you authority over the devil. 
You want to have authority over the devil? It is the revelation of God that will give you the authority over the devil. You want to overcome? It's the revelation that will bring you the overcoming power. And I said, you can see why they who will add or take from it will be cursed. Is that it would have to be so, for who can add or take away from the perfect revelation of God and overcome the enemy? Is that it is that simple. There is nothing of such prevailing power as the revelation of the word. There is nothing of such prevailing power as the revelation of the word. And I believe that we've come to a time, and I believe that it's the season and it's the time for us to start acting upon the word. See, friends, we have heard about Joshua, but I believe it's time to start acting upon the word. See, Joshua was commissioned, and he was told, Joshua, meditate upon the word day and night. And I believe it's come time for us to start meditating upon the word day and night. Because that is the only way that will bring the word into effect. Now notice, it must have been Mary that must have went to a service one morning. And she sat on the service, and she heard the preaching of the word. And you know, there come the priest, and he took the scriptures from Isaiah 7, 14. And he started to speak about a virgin must conceive. And when she started to hear the word, it was a special service for Mary. There was something that started to move on Mary's heart. And all of a sudden, after the service, Mary started to head home. And as Mary started to head home, Mary couldn't get that scripture off her mind. And Mary started to fellowship on that scripture. And Mary started to speak about the scripture. Joseph perhaps wanted to hear some sweet words from Mary. But all Mary was talking about, did you hear what the priest said? Did you hear what the priest said? He said that a virgin is going to conceive. He said, I don't understand that. How is a virgin going to conceive? How is it going to happen, Joseph? He said, Joseph, I don't understand that, but I believe it anyways. Because I know that if it's written in the Word, then it must come to pass. Hallelujah. He said, I believe it anyways. And she couldn't get it off her mind. And she kept on fellowshiping on that word. How is this going to be? Oh, she walked down to the well. And she's thinking about that word. How is that going to be? Oh, she'll come back home. And she'll keep thinking on that word. How is that going to be? She just couldn't take it off her mind. But you see, little did Mary know that she was the very one that the priest was speaking about. Oh, little did she know that she was the one that was supposed to bring forth that child. The very thing that she was thinking it was impossible, she was the one to fulfill the impossible. And the very thing that you were thinking that is impossible, you are the one that has been called to fulfill the impossible. Oh, hallelujah. I hope you're catching the word this evening. You see, you may sit on the service and you may hear Mark 11 and you may say, how could that be? You may sit on the service and you may hear John 4. 14, 12, and you may say, how could that be? You may sit on the service, and you hear about the Holy Ghost, and you say, how could that be? You may sit on the service, and you hear about freedom, and you say, how could that be? I want you to know that you are the one to bring it forward. You are the one to receive that Holy Ghost. You are the one to go free. Oh, Hallelujah. 
Oh, Mary couldn't get that off her mind. And I believe there are Marys in this building. I believe it's time now to get the word off your mind. But it's time to start fellowshipping on that word. Because you are the one that is bound to bring it. It doesn't matter how impossible it is. It must come to pass. You heard in that quote, we are living in the time that every promise must be fulfilled. See, friends, we don't live in this place until every promise is fulfilled. Because you know it's that everything will pass away, but his word will never pass away. Oh, hallelujah, friends. So you think it is time for us to start breaking down some crowns. It is time to start breaking down some crowns. Breaking down the ground of your heart to receive the word. Stop breaking down the doubt. Stop breaking down the fear. Oh, hallelujah. It is time to start breaking down. Because Solomon who said, there is a time to break down, but it's also a time to build. See, there was a time that the walls of Jerusalem went down, but there was going to come a time that those walls were going to rise up again. It is time to stop breaking down. Stop breaking down your doubt. Stop breaking down your fears. And stop building up some faith. Oh, stop building up some faith. Stop building up some joy. Oh my. Stop building up. Hallelujah. Stop building up some boldness against the enemy. Oh, you heard it as the sang. He is under your feet, but he's only under your feet if you keep him under your feet. If you're not keeping him under your feet, he's not going to stay under your feet. And it's time to start getting boldness towards the enemy. And only getting boldness towards the enemy. But it's time for you to start picking up some stones. You know Solomon will say, there is a time to cast away stones, but there's also a time to start gathering some stones. And we know stone is a revelation. Oh, hallelujah. I believe it's time to start gathering some stones. You see, when David was facing Goliath, he started to gather some stones. See, when David was picking up those stones, he knew what he was doing. He had confidence in those stones. He knew that this stone is going to bring me my victory. He picked up those stones, knowing for sure that what he was doing, knowing for sure that that was the solution to the problem. And I believe it's time for us to start picking up some stones, picking up stones from the word and start saying, I believe that this is going to bring me my victory, that this is going to bring me my deliverance. It's time for you to start picking up some stones. Friends, there are giants in this world that we're facing. There are giants that we're facing. There are so many of them that we could name. But there is a stone that can defeat each and every one of them. I want you to know that all that David needed was only one stone. Oh, friends, he didn't need to fight for them, but he just needed one stone. Because he already had caught the revelation. He already knew that the God of yesterday was the same God today. He already knew that God is not a God of history, but he's a God. He's a present tense God. And if he delivered him once, he would deliver him again. Friends, you know what? This is all that Satan has got. Oh, mine, I hope you're ready for church. Because this is all that Satan has got. 
Satan right now is playing his last cards against the enemy, against the bride. He's literally pulling his last cards because this is all that he's got. See, all that Satan's got is COVID. All that Satan's got is restrictions. All that Satan's got is mind battle. All that Satan's got is depression. All that Satan's got is loneliness. All that Satan's got is disappointment. All that Satan's got is discouragement. That's his last curse that he's going to pull on against the bride. And the one he likes most is the mind battle. That's all the Satan's got, friends. That's all he's got. But I want you to know, I want to tell you about what Jesus has got. Friends, we've been talking about what Satan's got for too long. We've been talking about COVID for too long. Friends, there is a season and there is a time. Friends, we're living in a season. He may think he's got COVID around, but there is also a season that the bride is rising up. Friends, we've been talking about him for too long, but it's time to speak about what Jesus has got. And you know what Jesus has got? Jesus has got a people on the face of the earth that is called his bride. Oh, hallelujah. And you want to know who they are? One of them is sitting right next to you. And you are one of them. You're sitting in your home. You are one of them. You're one of those people that has been chosen. Though you are one of those people. He's got a people on this earth that are called his bride. And not only has he got a people on it that's called his bride, but these people have been given authority. And they have been told that whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Whatever you bind on earth, it's not what the preacher binds on earth. It's not what your mom binds on earth. It's not what your dad binds on earth. But it's what you bind on earth. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. And I believe it's time for us to stop binding the enemy. It's time to start avoiding all the depression you've been going through. It's time to start avoiding all the lust that you've been struggling with. It's time to start avoiding all the discouragement that you've had. It's time to start avoiding them. And don't you own the point, but remember you can also lose. You can also lose some victory. You can also lose some joy. You can also lose some, some happiness. It's not only pointing, but you can also lose. Hallelujah. You can also lose whatever you want to lose. Oh, friends, I want you to know one time you can lose your healing, you can lose your freedom. You are the one that has been called to do it. Solomon again will say, Solomon again will say, there is a time to be silenced and there is a time to speak. Oh, friends, perhaps you have been silent for a while. You've been silent, and you've been suffering the affliction of the enemy. You've been silent. You've been, uh, you've been suffering the temptation of the enemy. You've been silent. You've been suffering the discouragement of the enemy. Well, you've been silent long enough. Now it's time for you to speak. It's time for you to speak. 
Brother Andrew was illustrating it so well of the season that we're living in right now. Of how, you know, this was the very time that the fig tree was cursed and all that was happening. And remember, that is what leads right into, into Mark 11, 20, I think. That's exactly what leads into it. And don't think that God doesn't know what he's doing. I'm one of the figures, I wasn't even thinking about Palm Sunday, to be honest with you. But God knew what he wanted to bring to you. Friends, you don't think that that was just 2,000 years ago, and that was all about it. He's not a God of history. He's the same God today. And it's this evening he's telling you that there is a season and there is a time. And he's saying to you that it's time for you to start to speak. There is a purpose for it. It's because he's here to meet you. I want you to realize when you speak, it is not you speaking. Hallelujah. See, friends, we know that we're living in a season where we have been made a final voice to this final, to this final age. We know that quote very well. But I want you to notice that when you speak, it is not you speaking. I was listening to my new ministry. Brother Abraham was talking about, speaking about, you know, how the square is coming, all that happened. And he talks about how he lay down and he started to contemplate on the scripture. And started wondering how could this be and how could this be in the atonement. And as he started to meditate on the scripture, I want you to notice that now there's a supernatural way to happen. But notice what the prophet is doing. He's right sitting there and he's meditating upon the word. Friends, the promise in Joshua wasn't just for Joshua. He was sitting there and he was meditating upon the word. And as he was meditating upon the word, he, he, he would talk about how he started here and started to speak within himself. And all that started to happen. And then you get to a point in the quote and he, in the message and he would say, And something said to me, he was contemplating between the atonement, whether he's in there or not. And he said, Something said to me, That's in the atonement. And he said, for if a man or a woman is so consecrated and surrendered to God, that God just moves in and uses their voice, and it isn't the man speaking, it's God that's in him speaking. Let me read that again. He said, that is in the atonement. For if a man or a woman... Is so consecrated and surrendered to God that God just moves in and uses their voice, and it isn't the man speaking, it's God that is in him speaking. When we can be consecrated, when we can be surrendered fully to God, then it's not you speaking. Then that is him speaking. Brother Brown was speaking that moment. He said that there was anointing that came down. And he called it a super anointing. Now I want you to notice an anointing. The anointing means Christ. And when the anointing came forward, that was what brought him to speak the word. It might have been the vocal voice of Brother Branham, but there was something there that was bringing that word forward and bringing it to pass. It never was something that Brother Branham engineered in his own mind. But 
was something to happen on the inside because he was living a consecrated life, a surrendered life to God, that God could move on and use that voice to speak the word. And you may sit here this evening and you may think, well, that's great. Well, I think I'm going to start and, and I'm going to go home and, and you know, I'm going I'm to fast for 40 days and, you know, I'm going to start praying so hard and, and all of a sudden I'm going to get consecrated and, and I'll be so surrendered and then I can speak. Friends, it is right now. It is right now. You don't need to go home. It is right now. Right now, all you have to do is push all those thoughts away. All you have to do is push your own human ability out of the way. And let God start to move in. Because I can guarantee you that God is in the service. He is right here. If you will move your thinking out of the way, it is not you. It is Him doing the speaking. It is him bringing his word to pass. And take a consecration to him. Adoption 1, Jeffersonville, 1960. Brother Branham will say, Now if the United States is of this fair land, send me over to Russia as an ambassador of, of this nation, to Russia, then if they have officials, if they have officially sent me to Russia, all the power that the United States has is behind me. My word is just as the same as the United States. If I have been recognized as an ambassador. And I said, and then if God has sent us to be his ambassadors, all the powers that's in heaven and all that God is, all of his angels and all of his power stands behind our word, if we are correctly ordained, send messengers to the people. God has to honor the word. For he has so solemnly written that whatever you bind on earth, thou will I bind in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, thou will I lose in heaven. And I give unto you the keys to the kingdom. Oh, such a great promise that he's given us. And I believe that right now in this building, there are people that have been correctly ordained of the Lord. I believe that in this building, there are ambassadors. There are ambassadors of God in this building. People have been concerned and allowed us here for a commission. People have been concerned and allowed us here to defeat the enemy. People have been concerned and allowed us here to be overcomers. I believe those are the such ambassadors that are sitting in this building. And not only are ambassadors sitting in this building, but all the power that is in heaven is in this building this evening. And all that God is, is in this building this evening. And all the powers that is in heaven are ready to back up your word. All the powers in heaven are ready to back up your words. Because the angels are right here in this building also. And they're ready to back up your word. He's ready to fulfill his word. He's ready to prove his word. And all that is waiting for is someone to stand up and say, lose that Holy Ghost. If for someone to stand up and say, lose that freedom. If for someone to stand up and say, lose that deliverance.
That's all that is waiting for. If for someone to stand up and say, Lucifer, because you have been given the authority to say that whatever you point on earth shall be burned in heaven, and whatever you lose shall be loose in heaven. That is now up to you. What you say is what will happen. You want to tell me that you're not feeling worthy? Let me tell you about someone who wasn't feeling worthy. His name was, he, he didn't have a name. They called him the centurion. The centurion said, I am not worthy for you to come onto my house. But now realize something that what the centurion said is what Jesus did. What he said was what he did. He said he didn't feel worthy, but when he spoke the word, because he knew his position, he knew he had authority. Oh, hallelujah. He knew he had authority. And when he spoke the word, something was bound to happen. Jesus heard him. And Jesus said, I have never seen such a fate as this. I was that centurion. And I believe we're living in a season that there is a pride that has caught a greater revelation than what that centurion had. And if he who wasn't feeling worthy could speak the word, and Jesus who acts upon that word, what can you do with a word that has been given to you? Oh, friends, we have been let ourselves so low, and, and we've given so much room to the enemy, and we've given so much room to doubt, and we've given so much room to our reasoning. Yeah. Friends, they tell us time to rise up. It's time to really start to take God on His Word. You heard it at a young people's service. If God is God, then let us serve Him. Yeah. And if Balaam is Balaam, then let's go serve Balaam. But I believe that everyone in here will lift up your hand and say that God is God and I want to serve him. And if you lift up your hand and you have declared that God is God and you're going to serve him, that you have every right to take that word that he's given to you and apply that word and stand on that word and see that word come to pass. Friends, let it move. Let it move away from our intellectual thinking. Let it start to move into a realm of fate. Oh, friends, let us start a moment around with fade. You see, there was a season. There was a season in a place called Bethesda. Down in Bethesda, there was a season that God was delivering in a certain way. That at a certain time, there was an angel that would come and would trouble the water. And when that water was troubled, whoever would get into that water will receive your healing or will receive whatever they were looking for. And that was the season. And that was the time. And I want you to know that we're living in that same season where the water is being troubled. Every service that you come in, the water is being troubled. But now it's looking for who is going to step in that water. Who is going to take him out of his word? Who is going to act upon the word? Who is going to say, it's not I that said it, it's him that said it, and I am going to take him, and I am going to ploy him. That's what he's been waiting for. But you see, not only has the water been troubled, 
But the very one who created the angel, the very one who created the water, the very one who created the man himself, he has showed up in every service. Because you see in the pool of Bethesda, there was a man that was laying there that couldn't get to the water. He couldn't get to the water. But God knew him. And he had ordained that he was going to meet him. And it was a season that things were happening. But it came a time in the season that God said, this is the time that I am going to meet him. And friends, you have been living in the season of the bride. You've been living in a season where the world has been open. But it's going to come a time that God is going to say, I am coming to meet you. And when that time came, the creator himself walked down to him and he asked him a question, will thou be made whole? He asked him, will thou be made whole? And you know, Jesus doesn't want to hear his complaints. He didn't want to hear his excuses. His question was, wasn't why are you still lying there? His question was, will thou be made whole? And his question to you tonight is, will you receive the word? Will thou, be go, will thou go free? Will thou be delivered? Will thou receive your healing? He doesn't want to hear your excuses. He doesn't want to hear your complaints. He doesn't want to hear what you did yesterday. He doesn't want to hear why you failed. He doesn't want to hear anything about it. His question is, will thou go free? His question is, will thou be saved? His question is, will thou receive the Holy Ghost? That's his question to you. And I'm not lying there. In that moment, in that time, that was his time. But what about your time? What about your time? You've been sitting in service, on service after service. And you've been having the enemy just right there. We know the water represents the word. And you've been here and you've had the word over and over again. I tell you, your man sitting there, he's in the water troubled many times. He has seen the water troubled many times. He has seen people delivered many times. It was 30 some years, years that he has been sitting there. And he might have been in service after service after service. And not on a change. I want you to know it's a season, but there's also a time. It is the season, but there's also a time. And this evening is your time, if you're willing to take it. Because you see, the question came to that man, and it was up to him whether he would receive it or he would reject it. Jesus was willing. Jesus was ready. Whatever you say, I will do it. But now it was up to him, are you going to receive it or are you going to reject it? This is the time now. Are you going to receive it or are you going to reject it?
It is your decision this evening. Whether you receive him or you reject him. You've been silent for too long. There is a time to be silent. But there's also a time to speak. And friends, we're living in a time that God wants to hear your voice. God wants to see your faith. God wants to see your joy. That's what he wants to see. You saw the illustration this morning. How Jesus was sitting there and just hearing his people complaining and mourning. After all that he had done. But there was someone that rose up. That started to act upon that word. And when he heard that, he was pleased. And he moved on the scene to fulfill his word. It was at the Red Sea and... The enemy was behind them and the Red Sea was before them. And they started to mourn. And they started to complain. And they started to say this and to say the other. Till Moses started to get into that same kind of atmosphere. But then Moses started changing and started to talk to the Lord about it. And the Lord said to Moses, Moses, why are you crying to me? I want you to speak the word. I want you to speak the word and go forward. And Moses took his rod and stretched it forward and he spoke the word. And he started to move down through the sea. And as the movement went all the way down to the other side. And they looked back and they saw the enemies drowning in the sea. There's something that they started to do. Miriam took a tambourine and started to praise the Lord. See, Solomon said that there is a time to mourn, but there is also a time to dance. There is a time for you to start proclaiming your victory. Whether you see it or not, there is a time for you to start proclaiming it. See, you can sit in one place and still and keep going around in the same circle in your own condition, your own circumstance, and never slip out of it. But you start to praise God about it for a moment. You start to give Him praise for what He's done, what you haven't yet even seen for a moment. And you see Him move on the scene. To everything there is a season and there is a time. There was a season... That the Lord spoke to his children and disciples, and he told them to go up and wait for him in an upper room. And they went there and they started to wait for him. And days went by. Days went by, and nothing was happening. But as they were sitting there, I could imagine perhaps they started to make some things right. Because you see, God cannot move. Until everything, the channel is cleared. Brother Branham was speaking about how perhaps, you know, some of them were saying, we got it, let's go, fellas. We got it, let's go. But, but there was still someone there that was saying, no, we haven't got it. And they sat there patiently waiting. 
I don't know, but perhaps they started to make things right. I don't know, but perhaps Peter started to walk over to Matthew and started to talk to Matthew about how he wasn't happy with him. All the way as they walked with Jesus. And they started to commune with him and they started to make things right. But there came a time in the season that the Holy Ghost came down. There came a time that the word of God has promised how to be fulfilled. And friends, we've been living in the season. The season of the supernatural. The season of the impossible. But it's come a time for it to move into action. There's come a time for a people to rise up. There's come a time for you to take him at his word. There's come a time for you to speak the word. But the musicians start to come. It's come to your time. Isaiah 41, 10 to 13 will say, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. He said, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will keep thee. He said, yea, I will hope thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as northern, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as northern and as the ten of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand. Saying unto thee, fear not, or he will help thee. Shall we stand on our feet? That's his promise to you. Fear not, or he will help thee. Our help coming from him. It doesn't come from the preacher. It comes from him. And he's ready to take up your hand and to walk with you. Oh, friends, you say it's time to rejoice, and what is there to rejoice about? There is a lot to rejoice about, friends. In gross darkness, you will find light. There's something to rejoice about. Before you even came, your name was inscribed on the Lamb's Book of Life. You didn't choose her. He chose her. There's lots to rejoice about. There's lots to praise him about. Oh, friends, it is not just the season, but in the season there is a time. I don't know what's on your heart. in the house. Sing that. Amen. Little girl was lying there. People all people. 
you surrender to him what you surrender to him is what he will use and he's ready to use your voice what is your need what is your cry you speak that word and you stand on that word and you watch him come fulfill it he said, try me. Why don't you try him tonight? Why don't you take him at his word tonight? You've been listening to the enemy for so long. Why don't you change the tune on tonight? Why don't you tune into God's word tonight? Hallelujah. Why don't you tune into God's promises tonight? you believe is what will be all the frustrations all the struggles you don't have to live this building with them all the pain you don't have to live this building with them it's what you say it's what you speak it is the season friends and it is the time. Sing the song, What's Your Need? What's Your Cry? 
There's coming a time that we are going to leave this place. There's coming a time that you are going to receive a new body. There's coming a time that you live in a place that as you had in that song, there'll be no sorrow there. There'll be no pain there. That day is coming. But I want you to know that you don't have to wait till that day. I want you to know that right now, right now, you see, there came a time for Enoch. He was walking in a season that he was building a pyramid. He was walking in a season that he was building a stage. But there came a time that he took a step that was different from the step that he took every day. And it's coming a day that you will take a step that will be different than what you took every day. But you don't have to wait till that day that you start losing your gravitation. Amen. You can start losing your gravitation now. You can start losing the gravitation that has been holding you down. The gravitation of, of sickness that has been holding you down. The gravitation of depression that has been holding you down. You can start losing it now. to pick you up you've had the sound of mama eagle but what are you gonna do Iglats? are you gonna rise up are you gonna rise up to your inheritance rise up to your promises take them friends take them there are two roads that you may take you can take the road by sight. You can take what you're looking right now. You can take COVID that you see him. You can take the restriction that you see him. Or you can start taking another road. You can start taking the road of faith. You can start taking the road of the Word of God. You can start taking a different road this evening. Shut off that news for a little while. Yeah. taking this for a little while start looking into the news in here for a little while start looking at what he's got to say to you for a little while start looking what the news has got for you in the morning for a little while start looking at the news has got for you in the afternoon for a little while start looking at the news has got for you in the evening for a little while What is the news that he's got for you? It is good news. Amen. It is good news. Yes. It is the news of liberty. It is the news of freedom. What you believe is what will be. From this moment on, what you believe is what will be. How many are going to set your wings this evening? How many are going to set your wings to the wings of faith? And say, Lord, I am rising up. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I am rising up. 
I don't know what's going to cost me, but I am rising up. I don't know which word is going to come to pass, but I am rising up. I don't care the circumstances, but I am rising up. I am taking you out of your word this evening. Oh, friends, you know what? Whether you beat me shooting in the dark, I know what is going straight to what I need. Because I know you are here, man. I know that you are here. I know you see my heart. I know you see that I have surrendered. I know you see that I have committed myself to you. And your word said that if I surrender and if I speak the word, it's got to come to pass. And tonight you can say, like Elijah said, I have done all things according to your word. Sing it to him this evening. Sing it like you believe it. Set your wings. Amen. The Lord bless you. Oh, you can fly. 
to the winds of faith. Oh, praise be to God. I believe there's people here tonight that want to set their wings and that have set their wings and it's just a little gust to pick us up a little bit higher. Take us into heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I told you at the beginning of the service, you came to a youth service. You're at a youth service now. God is here. He's ready to move. And your theophany was speaking to you, saying, just call for me. Just speak the word. Stop putting it off to another time, another time. I'm trying to say, come up a little higher. I want to be reunited with thoughts that God had for you before the foundation of the world. They're thoughts that are good thoughts. And they're wanting to unite with the spirit that's within you tonight. If you just let the flesh go and speak out. Oh, Jesus is here to set you free. Jesus is here. And I want to help you put God to the test tonight. I want to help you put God to the test. Because he talked about there's giants. There's giants in the land. And there's a lot of them. You can name some. He said, and I'm going to name one. He's got an ugly face. His name is Lust. He's got four letters, Lust. But there's five stones that you can pick up. See, we always talk about that. Five stones, five smooth stones, pick it up, sling the sling, and you can kill that giant. What is it? You need to pick up in your Bibles Romans chapter 4. That's a revelation where Abraham says, I'm not looking to the seen, I'm looking to the unseen. When you get that revelation, go pick up another stone. Hallelujah. It's Romans chapter 6, and it says these members that were once members of unrighteousness, now they're members of righteousness, and I'm going to yield them that way. And when you get that young person, I'm talking to all you with that. When you get that revelation, go into Romans chapter 7, pick that one up and say, in my flesh dwells no good thing. That's a revelation. When you got that, then pick over in Romans chapter 8. That's stone number 4. Hallelujah. What's that stone? I'm not walking in the flesh. I'm walking in the Spirit. And those who walk after the Spirit, they don't walk in the flesh anymore. Hallelujah. When you got that one, there's one more little stone. It's called Romans chapter 12. It says, I'll present my body as a living sacrifice. That is my real reasonable service. That I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind. That I don't have to bend to you lust anymore. Hallelujah. You don't have to. You can say lust. You can come at me with your pornographic pictures. You can come at me with your ungodly dressed women. But I come at you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. With the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you just start slinging that around. It's the God of Abraham. It's the God of Isaac. It's the God of Israel. And it's the God of William Branham. Hallelujah. I remember a young man asking me a few years ago, said, Brother Andrew, do you think that there's ever in this day that a, a young man could really overcome that completely? Yeah. Something rose up inside me and said, absolutely. That young man could not even have a thought because he's transformed by the renewing of his mind that a young sister wouldn't even have a thought. Say, what about depression? There's enough stones in the Bible. You got five. If you got a bigger script bag, pick up ten. Let the devil have it. He's just waiting on you. It's your theophany speaking, saying, listen, speak the word. Rise up. I have to sing that now. Oh, my.
If you're with me, sing it. If you're not with me, don't sing it. Because this is for members of the bride. That we're a New Testament, Holy Ghost, friend church. And we're not going down, we're rising up. Amen. You heard service after service. I got to say something. I'm sick and tired of going home. I'm sick and tired of this flesh getting so weak that it's got to go home. That it's got tomorrow. That it's got another day. I need a body change. Yeah. And you need to speak the word and say, God, I need a body change. It isn't just a want. It's I want to be with Jesus every day of my life. Because there's no presence like this presence. There's no God like this God. Oh, hallelujah. And he's so real. Don't you love him? Oh, my. Praise be to God. As I look out across the land, I see God's mighty hand. As a bride of Christ, the dawn in her wedding gown. Oh, just like in the days of old, how they stood in courage bold. Oh, and they turned turn and the world outside down. Hallelujah. Bless us. We're rising up. were done by apostles' hands, and most demon spirits were cast out, in the jail they sang and shout, oh, I'm surrounded by God's holy angel band, oh yes Lord, we're rising up, it's another book of Acts, we're rising up, oh, we're a New Testament church, we're rising up, Church rising up. Listen to this. Well, if you think it's all long gone and all those miracles are done, oh, I have some good news to bring to you. Oh, in these last days, you'll pour out of His Spirit more and more. Like a mighty eagle, your strength He'll renew.